back to the What I Love About Men podcast. I'm your host, Steph. Today, I have a super awesome guest on my show. His name is Tino Regano, and he is a masculinity coach for his startup company, The Sophisticated Man. His mission is to help men cultivate their masculine and gain clarity, crafting the life they have always wanted. What I love about Tino is I found him on Instagram, but what smacked me in the face when it came to Tino's page was he's authentic as fuck. And it's just, I felt that. Like, I felt that as a woman, I felt that. I think women, as women, if you're a woman listening to this, you know, we easily feel someone's true authenticity and, and their real vibes, even if it's just through Instagram. And that's what I felt with Tino. And today we're covering the five steps to becoming a more authentic man. Welcome to the show, Tino. Thank you, Steph. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Okay, so I want to start with why, how and why coaching? And I know you said you do transformational coaching for men. So tell me why, why coaching and why, why men? I chose coaching because it was honestly kind of like a, a spur of the moment type of thing. Um, I had an experience where I was in a career that I know that I didn't want to do. And it was something that my parents kind of picked for me in a way, like, as soon as I graduated high school, like the next logical step, and I'm sure this is kind of true for a lot of people, is they just assume, oh, well, I guess you got to go to college now. That's just like the next thing that most people think. So that was one of them. I was like, yeah, I guess, you know, I go to college. And I had no idea what I wanted to do, like not a clue. And my parents really kind of stepped in and were like, hey, you know, you, you, you like the human body, you like health and why don't you do something with athletic training? So I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? And not thinking too much into it. So, you know, I went through college and about halfway through, I realized that it just something, I knew it wasn't something I wanted to do and I, I wasn't passionate in it. And about my junior, I think beginning of my senior year, I really started to kind of just feel really lost and feel like I didn't have a purpose or feel like, you know, what I was doing wasn't meaningful kind of towards the end of my senior year of college, I had a disc herniation in my back. So I had to get surgery mm -hmm. that summer. And as okay. I was going through surgery, yeah, it was not fun. <laughs> so as I was going through surgery, I had a lot of time just to, just to kind of be with myself. And that's one thing I was really neglecting when I was going in college because I had a bunch of friends around me. I had a girl that I was seeing. I had um, a bunch of work that I was preoccupied with and I never really took the time to sit with myself and actually figure some things out and like hey what do I want to do what am I passionate about like I never took that time yeah. so it was almost a blessing in disguise getting that surgery because it, it let me sit there and wow. really have and take that time for myself to be like hey like what do I want to do or where do I see my life going from here so yeah like having that time I was I was watching a coach that I follow. He's he's more of a relationship coach. And at the time or before the surgery, I was watching him kind of just like, you know, for entertainment, like not really taking any action. But once mm -hmm. I really like had the time to look at this, and I was like, "Whoa, like I really love what he's saying here." And and mm -hmm. just like the more that he was talking about his story, I was just like, "Wow, I could see myself doing this." Cuz he was like, "Oh, I was always about self-development." I was always about empowering and bettering myself. And I'm like, dang, I, I am too. Like this, I, I'm all about this stuff too. Like, how about I check out coaching for myself? It sounds interesting. And then, yeah, mm -hmm. kind of like, just like that, I, I took, took a stab at it. I researched a little bit about coaching and then jumped in it. Well, I 
took the plunge. So like right away you started working with men with like transformational masculinity coaching? Uh, not right away. Um, it kind of started with me. Well, first I enrolled in like a coaching program that's close to my city, which is really, really cool. Mm -hmm. like, it's in person. They tell, they tell you everything that you need to do. Coaching programs are awesome. Like they're so yeah. much fun. They're amazing. And, and the group that you get in, they're so supportive. So like you really yeah. feel, like, you really feel like it's part of the family. It's so great. Yeah. That's such a crazy story. And it's crazy how the universe will throw things into your life just to make you struggle a little bit to help you figure out, you know, what you need to do and what your purpose actually is. Right. Oh, a hundred percent. And I, I think that the universe works in ways to help you and like they'll, they'll throw the hardest challenges at you to kind of kind of wake you up and be like hey are you paying attention like this is this is for your benefit yeah, yeah. like for you it was like you're not doing what you should be doing like wake the fuck up <laughs> yeah exactly like you know, I i'm gonna hurt your back so that you have to wake up <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll make sure you never do deadlifts again right <laughs> 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 okay so when it comes to when it comes to work like now that you've started working with men um and you know, you're helping them find that purpose and helping them find that, help them deal with that transition period between, you know, what the hell do I do with my life to, okay, now I have clarity. Now I know what to do and I know how to feel confident doing it. What do you find that men struggle with most? That's a good question. Um, I think the biggest thing is just being vulnerable, like just letting themselves mm -hmm. be vulnerable it's a big thing. Like, I, so. I, I think that when, when like men specifically, when, when you hear the word vulnerability, you almost like kind of tense up and you, you have this like negative connotation with the word and people, yeah. th people think it's a weakness to be vulnerable. I think the complete opposite. I think it's a strength. How do you define vulnerability? It's just putting your most authentic self forward and just kind of letting the world take it for what it is. Mm, I love that. And I love like, especially on your page, you had something that stood out to me and it was, it was all about like being okay with just being different and unique mm -hmm. and yourself. And I think that's something a lot of men uh, struggle with. You know, a lot of my phone calls revolve around well, what, who do I have to be? And like, what do I have to do? And like, women want this and women want this. And it's like, okay, stop assuming that women all want this one thing because yeah. everyone's different. Right. And like, you have to stand out from other men. Like that's why a woman will choose you because you're different from other men. So you got to embrace your differences. So can you talk more about that? Cause I really love that post. Oh yeah. Like, thank you for, for enjoying that. But yes, that's hundred percent. Like just being your authentic self is the most important thing. And I, I agree with you on like a lot of guys think that I have to act a certain way or I have to like kind of almost put on this front to impress this woman or impress this girl that they like or, you know, whatever. And that's just, mm -hmm. it, when you do that, when you try to be someone else, it's like that might work for a little bit. And she's like, Oh, that's, this guy's interesting. But you know, what's going to happen like a month from then, or what's going to happen like a couple weeks from that point, she's going to find out that you're not being real. Like it doesn't last forever. And girls, I mean, girls are yeah. very like, Girls know how to diagnose, just how to read guys. Like, girls understand men better than men understand women. So it's just like, she knows when you're faking it. <laughs> yeah. 
That's, and I always talk about that. I'm like, we're really good at body reading, you know, like we have to be. And it's just, it's interesting to me, like, because sometimes, I mean, often I feel like it's, it's very common for women to be like, I can't believe he did that. Like, I can't believe he didn't see that. I can't believe, Mm -hmm. you know, like he would act that way. And it's like, we're all freaking out about it. But guys are like, what, what do you mean? (laughs) I'm like, do you not get it? And the thing is, you really don't because we're on different, you know, wavelengths in terms of reading emotions. and. I think that's like, yeah, that's something that guys have to be more aware of is she knows if you're like, you know, she knows if you're bullshitting. Mm-hmm. She knows. And she she'll call smell. it out. She'll call it out too. She'd be like, all right, you're something ain't right yeah. here. I don't know what it is. Yeah. That's crazy. When it comes to being authentic, because I know like, I know this is a, you know, this is a message going around today of men, men should embrace themselves and be authentic. But like, when you say be authentic, what do you really mean? Because I've had a few guys reach out to me and they're like, what do you mean by authentic? Like, I am being myself. Like, why aren't things working? Mm. You know, what would you say to those guys? That's a good point. And I think a lot of people struggle with that, too. When you hear the phrase, oh, just be yourself. It sounds like yeah. it sounds super easy, but like people make it to be harder than what it is. And like, I think I, I just think the world has a a certain definition for be yourself. If you have struggles, like if you have flaws, like they're going to show and you shouldn't, you shouldn't um, stay like avoid those flaws. Like just if they're there, then they're going to be there, but you're going to have to, it comes back to self-awareness and like just knowing who you are and knowing what you're good at, what you're not good at and what you need to work on and what you're really, really confident in. So it's, it's really like just okay with that. 100% just like knowing who you are. And I think the more you know about yourself, the easier it is to be yourself. Mm, that's a good point. Yeah. That's a really good point. Because like no one really takes the time to, I mean, I feel like so many people are not self-aware mm-hmm. and they really don't know who they are. So it's like you're not being yourself because you don't know what yourself is. Exactly. And when... And I think a lot of guys look, look at certain, you know, influencers or people that are big on social media or people on YouTube and stuff like that. And, you know, I've even, I've even felt victim to this a couple of times. Like I've seen a guy who I admire and he'll be saying something and I'll be like, yes, dude, like, yes, I completely agree with you like a hundred percent. And then find out that, you know, that's really not me being myself. Like that's just me kind of reiterating what he said or what this guy said or, or whatever. It's like people think Do you have an example of that. Um, I guess a good example is I watch a lot of Gary V and I watch a lot of like, um, guys like that, like Tony Robbins. Uh, I'll look at, um, mm. Corey Wayne. I still watch all the time and just guys like that. I love Corey. Yeah. He's, he's the man. Um, even, yeah. even good things are like, even guys that have, really good sound advice. Like if you watch them all the time, like if you watch them every single day and you just like obsess with their content, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome that you're supporting them. And that's great that you really like vibe with that message. But you have to realize that if you constantly watch stuff like that and you constantly immerse yourself in, in someone else's perspective, then it starts to kind of become your own. And like your thoughts really aren't even your thoughts. Like you start thinking how they think and you start saying things that they would say 
And mm. I, I know guys probably think, well, what the hell? Like, what's wrong with that? I want to be like that guy. Like, of course, like you want to be like that guy, but you don't want to be, you want to have your own voice. Basically, you want to have, you want to yeah. think for yourself. That's so true. And I resonate with that. Cause like, you know, and I'm sure you do too, like trying to mm-hmm. grow, grow a business and create services. It's like, okay, well, I have to look and see what other people are doing. So I know what to do. But right. then if you get too obsessed, like you said, with like Gary Vee and motivational people, um, then it's easy to just, you know, take their words and use them 100% of the time or just always look to their content and do whatever they do. And it's like, then you're not doing what you do and then you don't stand out and then you're not unique. And then people don't want your business because they could find it somewhere else because mm-hmm. it's just regurgitated. That's really interesting. Yeah. Took me a while to figure that one out because I've, I had a point in my journey where I was really just saying the things that other guys were saying and not even realizing that, wow, like this isn't even coming from my, like my true authentic self. This is coming from stuff that I heard from someone else. Yeah. Yeah. Like when you have that moment where you just say something, you're like, oh shit, like where did that come from? Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't me. It's like you feel it. Yeah. And you, you, your, your subconscious like picks up on that. Like you almost like people, yeah. say, people say that gut feeling, like when you have that gut feeling of, wow, like that doesn't sound like me or like, I feel like I wouldn't usually say that. We're like, where did this come from? Yeah. Yeah. So what are ways of, do you have like a list of ways or like three top ways that men can be more vulnerable or three top ways that men can express their more authentic self? Like, is there, are there any tricks or tips you can, not tricks, I know there are no tricks, <laughs> but like, you know, any easy way for guys to remember or keep in mind, you know, how to, how to get there through that transformation process? Absolutely. Uh, I think number one is to really know who you are. You have to start asking yourself the right kind of questions. And I don't think people take enough time to do that. Like they ask, you know, regardless if they ask people questions or not, like you have to ask yourself, okay, what exactly do I want in my life? What, what do I aspire to be? Like what, what person am I showing? Like, how am I showing up in my life right now? And just asking yourself questions like that, like, constantly just asking yourself powerful questions basically um yeah that's a good way to like do what it. you were doing like even in the hospital bed you know like mm-hmm. after your surgery it's like you were finally given the time to be in the moment and ask yourself questions and that's kind of what turned you in the right direction right 100 percent. yeah like forcing yourself to reflect and actually sit there and be like okay what did what do i need here you know, what, what, what is my body telling me to do? Just listening to yourself and asking questions. Cause when you ask yourself a question, your brain has to come up with an answer. So just start asking, the, yeah. start asking the right questions and you'll get, you know, closer to what you want. Yeah. And you'll get the right answers. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. When it, is it harder? Would you say it's harder for men to question themselves? versus women i think it is i think it's i think it's a it's a macho thing really like no guy wants to admit that what he's doing is wrong and no guy wants to admit that the way that he's living is you know not ideal for him like we're very like very ego driven so when you say yeah hey dude like slow down for a minute and start questioning where you're at some guys like 
no, I don't need to do that. Like, I'm good. Like, don't worry. Like, I don't got to worry about that. So it's very, like, yeah, very ego. But at the same time, like, he's still unhappy, and he'd rather be unhappy than than admit that he is down the wrong path. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. Like, a guy would rather admit. Oh. A guy would rather be unhappy and then admit that he's wrong and try and change something. So sad. <laughs> I know. It, it really is. And it's the truth, though. Like, it's just... You know, you got to be open, man. You got to be, you got to be willing to ask yourself and willing to just willing to go there with yourself, really like willing to just be reflective. You know, what's crazy is like even guys who come to my page, so many guys just, you know, DMing me. And it's funny. I think it's hilarious when guys DM me and ask about like what I do or ask me a question. And then I say, well, what's, you know, what are you struggling with right now? Or like, what do you, you know, need help with right now? And they're like, Oh, believe, like, trust me, I don't have any problems with women. Like, I, mm-hmm. I know everything. Of course. Like, like, some of the responses <laughs> I get is just like, believe, like, trust me, I don't need any help there. And I'm like, <laughs> like, okay, why are you on my page? And why are you asking me questions right. regarding your relationship? Like, it makes no sense. Like, it's just, and, and guys don't realize like how attractive it is when you do break down and just not break down in sense of weakness, but like break down in terms of, okay, like, here are all the pieces. Like, I'm trying to put it together. When women see you trying to put it, things together and get your life together, it's sexy. It's a turn on. It's like, it's very attractive. You know, it's, it's much more attractive than an unhappy man who even who makes a shit ton of money, but he's unhappy. Like that's less attractive than a guy who's not, not rich and maybe doesn't have his finances together, but he's working on building it and working on putting it together and, you know, taking the effort to, to make sure that he's building something. It's like, mm-hmm it's a very attractive quality to just like restart and get that self-awareness and do something about it, you know? Right. And you got to think like women are attracted to a human being, not a freaking robot. Like (laughs) when they see guys that are actually willing to admit that they got stuff to work on and, you know, they want to better themselves. It's like, holy crap, this guy is actually, he's real. Yeah. Like he's a human being. Like we all have issues. Yeah. Not a freaking, oh, I'm just, I'm successful. Like I got no problems. Here's all my money. And I'm just like putting on a facade. Yeah, that's so true because like women, and I know from my personal experience, like dating guys who just, who just, you know, you go on a date and it's kind of like just bragging about everything they have and everything that's, you know, their job and their car and how much money they're making. And it's like, do you have no care in the world about like do you have no emotion like do you have nothing like it's just like i do this and i do this and i do that and it's like okay like i can't relate to that like that doesn't tell me like you said human it really does come off robotic and i never thought about it like that but it does Mm -hmm. and it's not attractive (laughs) (laughs) unless you're unless you have a thing for robots (laughs) there's some people who do unless you like very very shallow very robotic men then that's for you (laughs) yeah yeah Okay, so step number one is self-awareness, right? Right, right. Is getting to, is asking yourself questions. Mm-hmm. What's step number two? I think step number two is kind of like a 1A or like a 1B to what I said a minute ago, like asking questions. And it's kind of a follow-up to that. Like just find your alone time. Like find time to actually mm. be with yourself. And the easiest way to do that is, you know, turn off your phone, like turn off your laptop, get rid of everything that involves other people. Just be in a space where you can be totally by yourself and just literally let your thoughts run wild. 
because at that point, those are, those are your authentic thoughts. They're nobody else's. They're just coming up because that's who you are. And I see this not only just with men, but I think a problem with a lot of people in society today, like they'll look at Instagram or Snapchat or Twitter or, you know, any type of social media or whatever. And they'll use that as a way to kind of escape the things that are going on in their own mind. And you can't do that. You got to really like sit there, even if it's painful and uncomfortable, you got to sit there and just see what's going on in your head. I love that. That's so important. I think men especially have trouble being in the moment. And I mean, men even have trouble looking at themselves in the mirror, you know, and it's, that's like crazy. I think like women would have the same problem if we weren't so focused on physicality. I think it's easier for us to do that. You know, even if we are in a bad mental space, just because of makeup and because of our appearance is more of a big deal. But for men, like I find that so many men can't even look at themselves in the eyes in the mirror and just feel good about that. Yeah, And it's, I think it is because what you're saying is like, they don't ever have time to kind of just be with themselves. So if you never make time just for you, you have trouble facing you because you don't know who that person is, you know, and that goes back to your first point of ask yourself questions. So you get to know yourself. Right. So powerful. Wow. I like this. Okay. What's step number three? Step number three. (laughs) So once you have that, like once you ask yourself questions, you're found your alone time and you have, um, you have your own, you can sit with your thoughts. I think after that, you got to get very concrete with it, write it down, plan out your vision, like everything that you're thinking, like every, or, uh, if you ask yourself, what do you want in life? You'll start to create this huge picture and, and vision for what you want. And once you realize, or once you figure out what you want, you got to write that stuff down. You got to put it out there. You got to make it real because it's not real once it's in your head. It's only real when you put it down on paper or put it on like a note in your computer or something, but you got to move it from your brain to the real world. Yeah, that's true. And then, you know, take action on it too, which I guess is a, is a whole nother step. Um, But yeah, and I've, I've, I've even had clients who, who won't write things down or like they have trouble writing things down. And I'm like, why didn't you write it down? Write it down right now. And they're like, uh, and I'll ask what's the hesitation. Like, cause then it's real. Then yeah. I have to do it. I'm like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's the point. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, it does make it, it does make it kind of come to life a little bit when it's out on paper and it's out of your mind's eye and into, onto your physical eye, you know, view. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really, what do you recommend men? journal about because i you know i often recommend that they journal but it's like do you think there's a certain way of journaling that best helps men specifically uh that's actually a good question i don't um i don't think there's a specific thing that they can journal about that like specifically would help men um like in your, in your, um, like as your step number three, like write it down. Like, do you yeah. mean more so their, their goals? Do you mean more like their feelings? Like, or just everything? Like, what do you, what do you mean exactly? More so just their, their goals and the overall vision that they have for their life. Like, what kind of life do you want to live in five years? Or how do you see yourself being, if you had everything you wanted, you were successful and you got the life you wanted, what does that life look like? 
And once you write it down and get very, like, like very specific with it, like, I mean, down to the freaking, down to the freaking, like, percentile, like, what exactly do you want? And writing down everything, like your goals, writing down, um, especially why you want those goals. So that's also a good yeah. like, follow-up is finding out what you want. And then once you have it written down and you have that vision, why? Like, at, like answering, why do you want that? Like, why is that part of your mission? Yeah. Because that's the emotional tie that's going to actually get you to take action on it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. I think we do things, we're either motivated by pain or love, you know, fear or comfort, you know, it's either opposite end of the spectrum, but like, those are our two motivations and they hit a very emotional, uh, you know, point, point of ourselves where it's like, that's the only way you're going to take action is if it hits you emotionally. If it doesn't, then it's not that important. And if it's not that important, you're not going to do it. So it has to be important. And if you want something to be important enough, it has to be tied to something that either feels really painful for you or you really like for someone you really love or for something you're very passionate about. Those are the only ways you're actually going to take action once you do write it down. But the first step is writing it, writing it the fuck down. Just write it down. I even have like, Tino, do you have like, do you have a vision board or do you have a journaling technique you do every morning or like, what do you do to stay focused on what you want? So I'm actually starting a vision, a vision board. Uh, I've never done one before, but I want to start one in the next week or so. But Typically, what I do every day is just I have my planner and I have it on like a weekly basis. So I write down my goals that I want to accomplish in that month. So like November, I just wrote down a bunch of things that I want to get done for this month. And in my planner, I go into it every day and write down every step and everything that I want to do for the week. So I'll go in and every Sunday, I'll write out what I want to do Monday, what I want to get done on Tuesday, Wednesday, you know, so, so on and so forth. But I'll do that. I'll write it down and literally everything, like not just like minor details, like I'll write down and go to work, like call a friend or schedule like a conference call with someone that or like prospecting a client or freaking like mm-hmm. washing my car, like everything, like every little thing that I have to do in that day, just write it down. And then once I do that, I'll wake up and then I'll review what I wrote down. So it kind of like keeps me focused on that day and like the things that I have to do. So I'll just, I'll like periodically through the day, I'll come back to that and I'll look at it again just so I can kind of refresh that focus if it's ever like, you know, I notice that I'm not as focused. And that's the thing, like, and some guys will say, oh, I don't have to write it down. It's in my head. And it's like, okay, but you have to understand that writing it down actually helps you because it actually gives your brain something to work with. You know, it gives our subconscious focus. So like, even if you do it the night before, then your, your brain is already thinking about those tasks, like subconsciously, you know, it's kind of like, it's an aid, it's helping you. So like writing it down, isn't some like annoying task. It's actually allowing you to do it that much quicker and that much more efficiently. Right. And I even used to be one of those guys who said that, like, I'd be like, oh, I don't need to write this down. Like, <laughs> I have it all in my head. But obviously, that, that never yeah. worked because I never got anything done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's, I think, a big thing. I'm glad we're talking about this because I don't talk about this enough. And I think the majority of the guys on my 
you know, on my page are just always like, oh, I can't, like, I didn't do it. Or like, I didn't get this done. Or I really want to do this like one day. And it's, it's like a matter of taking the action, right? And I think a lot of this stems from the point that you were saying, like men are very ego driven. And I think it has a lot to do with, oh, like journaling is, is girly. Yeah. <laughs> like that's for women and, and vision boards are lame. And I just have to make a point right now that the most successful people I know have vision boards, guys, like <laughs> people who are making a lot of yeah. money, who re- live a really good life are super happy confident men they have vision boards so this isn't some like this isn't some girly arts and crafts thing this is legit where you're planting seeds in your subconscious mind so that your focus is always on these things right and then the more focus and awareness you have on something the more able you are to attaining it and bringing it into reality and and and, you know feeling it and smelling it and tasting it you have to think about it first before you do anything there has to be the thought in your head all the time. Definitely. And it's, you know, it's like the law of attraction. Like you get what you focus on in life and writing it down, having, yeah, it, having it in front of you, like it just makes it one step closer. Yeah, for sure. What do you do if you don't reach a goal? Cause this is another thing. It's like, Oh, I didn't do it. And it's like, okay, so what's, do you have like consequences you put on yourself for not, not doing what you said you were going to do? Honestly, I used to do that. I used to do that a lot where I, I would like not meet a goal and I get so down on myself and so like self-loathing and just, I thought that taking Mm. something away would benefit me. And honestly, like that doesn't help me at all. Like if I don't do something, yeah, punishment does not really do much. I mean, for me, at least it doesn't work. So what I do now, if I don't, Mm. you know, if I don't accomplish a goal or if I don't do something, I just forgive myself. You know, I just kind of like let it go. What if it's not? What if it's a reoccurring habit? If it's a reoccurring habit? Hmm. Yeah. Like what? Someone who just like never gets their goals completed and they always kind of like just let it go. Yeah. Like they set a goal like every day and they just never reach it. And they're like, oh, I'll try again tomorrow. I'll try again tomorrow. Mm. (laughs) Because I know guys like this. So like, I wonder, I wonder you know, in terms of consequences, what's a way to not negatively impact, you know, yourself or make yourself feel bad, but at the same time, kind of kick your ass a little bit. Right. Yeah. I think at that point, you definitely need to have a little bit more discipline. So I think maybe doing something like a small little, I wouldn't even say a punishment, like turn it into something positive. So if you don't meet a goal, instead of being like, oh, I'm going to take away, um, I don't know, like pizza for the next month. Instead of doing that, maybe just say, oh, I'm, oh I'm going li- to limit my time on social media because I didn't meet this goal. And that could, like, mm. that is a, it's, you know, it's pleasurable, but it's also not very good for you. So it's a positive in a way because you're taking that um, attention and focus on the screen. You're taking that away, but you're almost like psyching yourself out because it's a punishment, but it's really not a punishment because it's, it's helping you. Yeah, that's true. I like that. Even like even going to the gym, like if I do this, I have to go to the gym and do another workout. Yeah. Or, you know, I have to eat a super healthy meal then tonight for dinner. I can't have without dessert or like fruit for dessert instead of ice cream, something like that. Yeah, because it makes it takes away the pain of like, oh, I'm getting punished. But it still helps you stay disciplined because like you're following through with it. But it's also helping you. So like it's a win win. Yeah. 
And it's funny because I think like some, some people do, um, do prefer to be punished and some people, you know, it doesn't help them. Like with you, it doesn't, you know, it made you feel bad and it, it wasn't working the right way. But I think like, and I think this is tied to our child. Um, I think it's tied to our childhood and our sexuality in terms of some people liking punishment or some people like fearing punishment. So I think that's like a whole nother topic, but that's really interesting. That just came to my head. It's like punishment doesn't work for all of us. It's based on our conditioning. Oh yeah. And it just goes back to what we were talking about earlier, just, you know, about self-awareness and like knowing who you are. Yeah. It just, it's, that's just the, that's the key to life. Like knowing who you are as a person. Okay. So asking yourself questions, alone time, taking time to reflect, find the right answers. And then journaling and writing your shit down. Is there, is there a number four and five? I think I'd like to get five out of these. <laughs> so I like this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> number 17. Goes, you know. <laughs> we'll make this a 20, 20 step process. <laughs> <laughs> the quick 20 step process of how you can become more authentic. <laughs> yeah. I feel like there should be a number four and five now. I just feel like there is. What's number I'd four? Say that, I'd say four is... I'd say four is just being, like, very honest with yourself. And what I mean by that is, like, assess where you are in the moment instead of, like, obviously you're looking ahead, but it doesn't hurt to take the time for a second just to look at where you are right now. Like, who are you in this moment? Like, don't don't think too far ahead, but just yeah. be brutally honest with yourself. Like, if you are a procrastinator or if you are the type of person to kind of let those goals just kind of, like, go unattained and you're the type of person who isn't super motivated, like, call that out. Like, be honest with yourself. Yeah, acknowledge yeah. it. I like that because I think a lot of people, um, a lot of men especially, set set these huge goals and it's great to set huge goals, but don't, you know, bring it back to the moment and reality of the situation and just say, okay, am I the type of man who can achieve this goal by this time? Like in terms of where I am right now, like, is this attainable? And if it's not like, what do I have to work on in myself in order to progress or, you know, get a lot closer to that goal, you know, in a, in a way that makes sense to me and who I am. Yeah, exactly. That's a really, that's a good point. And, and especially like when I start with, with my, when I start with my clients, I always say, okay, I mean, the first call is about where you are yeah. now, right? Cause you can't go where you want to go unless you know where you are now. It's kind of like, you know, whenever you walk into a mall and you don't know that mall, where's the first place you go? You go to the map where it says yeah, you are here, exactly. right? You have to know where you are in order to get to Nordstrom's or where the fuck you're going. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's important to know, you know, like you just said, oh, I love that. These are points like I never talk about and I never hear anywhere. Um, okay. What's number five? Number five. <laughs> hmm. I think five. Probably this is the last one. I would say that five is just, you know, take action, like take action on these things because at the end of the day, you know, you can sit there for hours on end writing your vision. You can ask yourself questions. You can talk yourself up. You can do, you can read every self-help book there is out there. You can watch a million mm. hours of videos on YouTube. But if you're not taking action on those things, yeah. they're never going to happen. 
Yeah. Oh, I love that. And especially like, I like how you talked about reading self-help books because like how many people do you know who just consume content all day and just read books all day and, and, you know, are trying to start a business, but they're just looking at other people all day long. And it's like, okay, what are you going to, and this goes back to the fact that like what you said of being authentic and showing your unique side and what differentiates you from the rest. And you can't do that if you're constantly consuming other people's content and their words, you know, you have to come up with your own words. And, um, this is something I struggled with a lot in the beginning. And I think every coach does. And every, every person who's trying to start a business, cause you're, you feel so low and you feel so small and you feel like, you know, who am I to know anything? Like I, I have to look at other people and see what they're doing and then do something similar to them. Sca- taking action is the scary part. Like, but that's the uncomfortable part. And it's the scary part, but it's the only, it's the only part that's going to move you closer, right? It's the only part that will actually give you a step forward. Yeah. I'm definitely a victim of that myself because I mean, until like pretty fairly recently, I kind of did the same thing with consuming other people's content. Like I would look at a video or I would read a book or, you know, read an article or blog or anything and never take action. Like you, you would read it and you get that like really good feeling. You get that. You get like a high. It is like a high. Like it's like a drug and you keep coming back to it because you get that dopamine. You feel really good by yourself. You're like, wow, like I love this. And, you get all amped up and then nothing happens and then you come back to it and then it's just like a freaking vicious cycle because you keep watching or you keep reading, but you never take action. Just yeah. keep coming back to it. Yeah. And that's what I did. Like last year, I read 55 books throughout the year. Yeah. And like, I'm glad that most of them were like, were, yeah, I was really proud of myself. This year it was like 20. I'm like, <laughs> like shit, what was I doing? <laughs> but I was actually running a business this year, which is great. Um, But yeah, that's what happens. Like I didn't, I wasn't actually, I wasn't taking enough action. Like I was just, I was just consuming like all the time and I just kept learning. And then of course, like I was teaching on my, on my Instagram stories, but at the same time, like I wasn't, I could be doing so much with all this knowledge I had. Right. And it was just like, you're right. It's like a high, it's like a drug and you just get, I mean, books are not the worst drug out there. (laughs) If you're going to be addicted to something, be addicted to books, but Yeah, but it definitely, it definitely can drink, can keep you stuck in this place that is very frustrating. And I, I even have people that reach out to me and say, Oh, have you heard of, you know, I just had someone who said, do you know coach Corey Wayne? And, and you know, like, do you follow this person? Oh, you should really follow this person. Listen to this person's podcast. You need to follow that. I'm like, no, like I'm done following people. Like I'm so done following people because I don't want other voices constantly in my head. Like I need to do my own thing. So. I really try my best never to scroll through Instagram unless it's like supporting friends. And even if it's good stuff, it's just after, after one book, what are you going to do now to take action? You know, and don't go to another book until you take action. Right. That's the biggest thing. Like setting that discipline to be like, okay, I read this or I watched this. And honestly, just having that discipline to say, I'm going to take action on this. Otherwise, if I don't, I'm not going to watch anything else or I'm not going to read anything else. Basically, like setting a deadline for yourself to say, okay, I saw this. I'm going to do this Mm. now. I'm not going to look at anything else until I do this one thing and then take action on it. And it could be a tiny thing. It doesn't have to be a huge, like, it doesn't have to be now start a business and make a million dollars. Right. (laughs) Which I think so many people actually think like it's kind of scary. It's like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to make a million this year. I'm like, how much are you making now? Like nothing. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) (laughs) That makes no fucking sense, but okay. Yeah, and I think there is a time and a place 
to do that type of thing, like to read and to gain all this type of knowledge. There, there's definitely a time and a place for that. But I think Elliot Hulse says it the best. Like there's a time for reaping and there's a time for sowing. So if you take in all this knowledge, like that should only be something that you do when you have a really big gap of knowledge. Like you don't know, well, you don't know, like you just don't know what you don't know. So that's a good time to start studying or to start reading up Mm -hmm. on things and just really get yourself familiar with those type of things that you're researching or the things that you're interested in. That's a great time to, you know, read, do articles and watch videos and stuff. That's a good time to do it. But kind of like what you said, once you get to a certain point, you're going to want to start doing things for yourself and you're going to want to start taking action on the things that you learned. and you know, creating that own voice for yourself. I love it. I love these. I'm just going to read them all one more time. So the five steps to becoming more of your authentic self or becoming, becoming more vulnerable with yourself, right? Is essentially what this is. Um, Number one is ask yourself questions. Number two is spend more alone time with yourself, you know, whether that's meditation or just taking time to answer those questions and reflect on them. Number three is write shit down. Write it down. If you have a thought in your head, if you have something big you want, a big goal you want to attain, write it down first. Because unless you think about it and bring it into the real world, it will never happen. Number four, be honest with yourself. Just be upfront about your realistic situation and the goals you want to reach. And ask yourself, am I the type of person who can reach these goals right now? And do I have to change? Number five is take action. Because if you don't take action, nothing ever happens. Your life never, you know, you're never going to feel fully authentic in yourself if you're not making moves, right? Because life is about changing and progressing and bettering ourselves. So you're not living your your best authentic life if you're sitting, you know, remaining stagnant, just doing nothing or doing the same thing repetitively and not not reaching happiness. So great, you know. I'm gonna make I'm gonna make that into a freaking YouTube video because that is a perfect perfect idea for a video. Right? It is. No, this is this is only for my podcast. You can't take oh, it. Oh no. You can't <laughs> trademark what I just said. <laughs> You're like, oh shit. <laughs> I'll put copyright on it. <laughs> right. No, totally. I think this would make such an awesome video. Um okay. So we're gonna we're gonna end this interview here, but Tina, before I let you go, I wanna ask you what's what's one or what's the main message you wanna get out to men? If you can get one message out there that's the most impactful and you think the most important that they need to hear, what would it be? Mm, that's a good question. Yeah. Sorry. Put you on the spot. <laughs> I think of one here. Um, I think, I think the biggest message that I want guys to realize is everything really does start with you. You know, if you can get laser focused mm-hmm. and tunnel vision on you and like only you limit the distractions out that are out there, like limit voices from other people, distractions from your friends, your family, just everyone else that's telling you what to do or telling you how to live your life, block that shit out, man. Like, just focus on yourself and focus on what you want and you'll get there. You just got to stay disciplined, authentic, vulnerable, and take action, man. Just focus on you. 
Okay, guys, so that was the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you took some notes. You better have taken some notes because this stuff is gold. This stuff is gold, but only if you use it, right? So I want you guys to keep in touch with Tino. You can find him on Instagram at T underscore R-I-G 15. You can also find him on YouTube. He has his own YouTube channel. Just look up his name, Tino Rigano. T-I-N-O-R-I-G-A-N-O. You can also visit Tino's website at www.thesophisticatedman.net. And I hope you love this episode. I hope you feel more authentic already and feel like you can step into that vulnerable self of yours. You're maybe becoming self-aware. Maybe you had a question that came to mind during this episode that made you think, hmm, maybe this is something I'm putting off and I should be doing more of, or I should be taking a step forward with, or you know, I want to be this way. So what am I doing right now to, to get closer to that? And these are the questions we want flowing in your mind all the time. This is what I want you guys to be aware of. And this whole episode was on self-awareness, which is so powerful. And I know a lot of you guys reach out to me as well, asking about authenticity. And what does that mean? Like women want an authentic guy. What does that mean? This is what it means, guys. This episode is what it means. So if you didn't get it, from listening, go listen again, rewind it back. (laughs) That sounded like a a fucked up horse or my rewinding voice, but it was my rewinding voice. Anyway, guys, go check out more of Tino's content on his different platforms, and I will catch you in the next episode. See ya!